There we go. This is live streaming. Uh-oh. I don't like this. It sounds like there's a serious fire in Ansonia. I might have to hop off. Uh-oh. But uh, up until that point, hey, everybody. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards, a special live stream. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. How the hell are you, Brian? Hello, hello. So hopefully everything is going okay and we're set up. I can fade the music out. And you can see making a return appearance to Insufferable Bastards. I just think it was a week ago we talked about Halloween ends. Seems like a long time ago, but I guess it was just about a week ago. Just a week ago. Yeah. Welcome back from Mondo Creepy, Matt Misto. Greetings and salutations, guys. Yeah. So I hope to stick to like an agenda tonight. I know no one likes a, a crappy YouTube broadcaster when they just skip around and talk for hours about nothing. So I'm going to try my best not to do that tonight. I thought we would talk about and play some audio. The big controversy in the world of horror this week was Jamie Lee Curtis being unkind to Daniel Harris and some other actresses, but I only I only count Daniel Harris. That's just me. Uh, then I thought well, we was would... the other Laurie Strode. Yeah. All right. Do you know yeah. her name? Uh, other Laurie Strode. Exactly. Exactly. Taylor's... So Daniel Harris. All right. So anyway, I'm shutting off the music. And then I thought we would talk about like whether you guys have had any uh, evil celebrity encounters. All right, it's a, it's a TMZ episode, all right? What do you want from me? And then I thought we would talk about stand-up comedian, the man who's fighting the world, Chad Zumach, formerly of Misery Loves Company podcast, headed by Mr. Kevin Brennan, who I think pound for pound is the greatest stand-up comic in the world right now, or at least podcaster that I see. Mr. Kevin Brennan, Misery Loves Company. He's everywhere at the moment. So I know uh, I'm going to try to share this now. Uh, maybe you and Brian can talk amongst yourselves for a second there, if you just bear with me, and then get right into the Jamie Lee Curtis stuff. But I'm, Matt, I know, tell people what Mondo Creepy is, and I know that you just had a big development in the Mondo Creepy world about a week ago or so. Yeah, about a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, Mondo Creepy is a horror host show, meaning that you see a, uh, somebody introduces and every time you go to break, they'll comment on what you just saw, tease something that's going on, a horror host. So we show a horror movie uh, like Elvira. Uh, in fact, probably the best way to think about the show is kind of uh, Elvira meets USA up all night, kind of mashed together. Um, and recently we just got on Roku, a, baby. You got a, a Roku, Roku channel called OSI 74. Uh, it's uh, owned and operated by another horror host named Mr. Lobo, <laughs> who used to be on uh, TV syndicated out of uh, Northern California. I think I about, heard a dog. Uh, 20, uh, starting about like 2000 to like 2010, I think. And now he's got this channel called OSI 74. And it's just a collection of really interesting, independent kind of, produce television shows, not necessarily horror host shows. There's all types of shows. Uh, there's one called Pacific North Weird, which is kind of like weird New Jersey, but like based out of like the Pacific Northwest. Uh, is Mr. Lobo, stuff. is he like the uh, the top dog of that world? Is he like the, the big guy of- No, no, the host? big guy is Sven Gulli. Okay. Sven Gulli He's still, is- Like that's a, I know nothing about this world. I know nothing nothing about pretty much the topics we're gonna talk world. about. It's a whole weird world. But is- uh, 
is he still relevant today? Like he's still live today. He's oh yeah. Okay. He's uh, in fact that show that channel is on me TV. I think he's probably like the biggest star on me, me TV. He gets huge ratings and pretty much outside of Joe Bob. Uh, he's the only like real horror, like the only horror host on like real television, like syndicated nationwide. Zachary he's dead, kind of, right? He's, he's still guy. dead. Zachary's mm-hmm. still dead. Is that Zachary right? is still very dead. And does Sorry he play like uh, what kind of movies or what? He plays like... classic horror movies okay. from like the 40s, 50s and 60s. Um, usually like decent stuff. He's not showing like uh, like what most horror, horror hosts have to do, which is show public domain stuff. OK, like he's showing like, you know, the, the proper universal classics and things like that. All right. Good for him. So that's cool. And congratulations on that. And I guess before we get into it, I do have some thank yous. You know, it's been a big week for this crappy little podcast. I'm literally in my basement. We're like, this is the this is the basement dweller version of this podcast. But we got mentioned recently. This show, this crappy little show, got mentioned by Steel Toe, which is a morning and evening YouTube show out there uh, in Minnesota, I believe. They mentioned us. Steel Toe Morning Radio. That was pretty cool. And then a little podcast called Who Are These Podcasts mentioned us. And not in a way. Yeah, the second time. This time they didn't call us shitheads. They didn't say we were a bunch of jerks. They didn't call us morons. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. And it's all because all I did was clip some Chad Zumach stuff. Like, I, they didn't even have to credit me. You know what I mean? I, I, I was surprised they even did because it's not like I created this stuff. I just hit yeah. record and shared it. Now uh, but with, with it. some commentary. So, and also after thanking them, I should also apologize to all the people who came over after hearing about us based on those sort of indirect endorsements, I guess. Uh, I, I want to apologize because, yeah, this is just a crappy movie review podcast. Sorry. So let's talk about Jamie Lee Kerr. Oh, oh, wait. And also Super Retro Throwback Reviews. Bigger than all of them, I was a guest this week on Super Retro Throwback Reviews to talk oh. about, to talk about uh, the Halloween franchise, which was pretty exciting. First thing I did, of course, when I, when I got on, you know, I was like 40 minutes late because I, was, I had some family stuff to do. But he immediately started asking me about Brian, Mr. Spears, who can you talk at all about you're, you just worked on or you're working or what are you doing? I'm on the I'm on the long. The, the, I mean, it's been announced. I'm, I was, I've been doing makeup effects for American Horror Story. Uh, so we're on the, the last stretch. The you know we're we're cr- we're close to crossing the finish line is basically all I can say about. Now here's like, where I'm right confused now. though, because it just it's airing now, right? Are this it, this all one season? Like that you're working on the show as they're yeah. This is oh man, that's a movie. This is magic. crazy, and and I can't talk about it, but I just finished a indie feature, which will hopefully deadline will be announcing something about it soon. Um, so needless to say, it's been a a rough couple months. That is like, need. You need to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh. It's, to uh, say. I know that's not uncommon for FX shows to shoot like that either. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really? this, but this yeah. is uh this is, you two. This is dangerously close to like wow, we're we literally did a, a scene that was in an episode yesterday. We did that a couple weeks ago. I, I had a friend who was a makeup artist on the American. She told me stories like that all the time. Yeah, yeah I'm like not it's, surprised. It's been I, I mean again, guy, it's, it's, I know one makeup. Oh, this guy Spears. It's it's been uh, nuts, but uh, it's been kind of cool. I mean, I guess it's a pretty big show. A lot of people have been getting some like uh, messages from uh, American Horror Story fans on Instagram. 
which is kind of weird. <laughs> I, I like mean, I'm not getting. I mean, good I, or bad or like well, I mean, the message like, like hey, we get did, on YouTube. Are they calling you a fat man, baby? Did you work on this show? I mean, I'm not getting any nudes, which I mean, I was certainly. Well, accept, well all right. But, hey, we well, can't. We can't edit that. We're gonna there talk goes your about career. all this talk radio stuff. Jamie Lee, motherfucking Curtis. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be sensible. Yeah, we're gonna try to keep our jobs. Yeah. So that was all that. Uh. Let's get right into it now that we have not gotten right into it. But that's what you said. Or say were you podcast, treated right? like Danielle Harris, which is a good segue into the next. Boom. Episode. Boom. And Matt, you can keep an eye on the, if anybody tells us we're a fat man, baby, right now, there yes. might be one or two. Cause I actually did. I mean, right time. now I see I'm the only person in the chat. Don't say that out loud, <laughs> asshole. All right. So the big news in the horror world this week was, uh, uh, what's her name? Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis. That's right. I said Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis had an encounter with Danielle Harris and the other actress from one of the, or from one of the Rob Zombie Halloweens or the two Rob Zombies Halloweens, two Rob Zombie Halloweens. And it didn't go the way Danielle had hoped it would go. And so let's just share the love here. Oh, wait, actually. Screw that. Let's start off with the Stuttering John video. Let's start off with a little laugh. This is from uh, Dabblers Anonymous, as you can see. I don't know who actually made the video, though. I apologize. I don't know how to... I'm, I'm a moron. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, baby. Oh, where is my green screen? How dare you? How are we, everybody? Welcome to the world, baby. Stuttering podcast. There we go. <laughs> There's my LA ground. Not to be confused with the Big Apple, of course. There's the link to donate. PayPal.me slash John Melendez. All right, there we go. The sound of the chorus cans. I thought that was hilarious when I watched it. Apparently, you guys didn't. All right, well, let me I know. I thought if that was like the sound of his green screen falling down. No, that was. Come on, I guess it, what you guys don't drink enough. That was the sound of everywhere he goes. He's got sixteen thousand Coors cans, empties falling all over the place, like Burt Reynolds at the start of Smokey and the Bandit. Remember, he wakes up and he yes. drops all his Budweiser cans. All right, so here's uh, Danielle Harris and Scout Taylor Compton talking about meeting Jamie Lee Curtis at the world premiere of Halloween Ends recently. Yeah. To her fucking I was Ruby like, look, Rose she doesn't have shoes her. on. Like, she's so badass. Let's go. Like, that, now is it. the time. So and then their lines were, but lines were forming. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, that bad. There was nobody there. Right. It was just her. And, like, her two kids. Yeah, like, kind of, but, like, doing their own thing. And then there were people were kind of around her, like, waiting to say hi because she was kind of doing stuff. Oh, wait, should we, uh, then people are going to get really pissed. Should we have a disclaimer? Brian, you worked with uh, Danielle Harris, right? Oh, yeah, I have, yes. A couple times. And she Stateland is, and all, uh, yeah, and a whole other movie. I forget the name of it right now. She's cool. Yeah, she was always nice, always cool. I've never had an issue. And then we met her at uh, one of those Connecticut horror fests. And uh, well, no, was, we saw her in Jersey. We did see her in Connecticut, but I remember in Jersey. But but she talked we, to us in Connecticut. Talked to you? Well, was it in Connecticut? I don't remember. Yeah. I, mean, I I remember walking across in Jersey, and she stopped and was really nice. Like remembered you and yeah. all that. Yeah. Even well, though you were you were you might have been a little inebriated. I mean, yes. Probably smelly. All right, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. We got to learn to shut up. Sorry. And then the, her photographer was there, and her photographer's super cool. So cool. Um, he knew who we were. Yes. He was like, oh, my God, the horror icon. Yeah, he was really, really nice. Um, mm -hmm. And he was the only one that I think had really been given permission to be inside yeah. and take photos inside. So 
Um, so can you stop for one second? That was our, that moment. Was our moment. We were so excited. Yeah, this is they're gonna kill us in the in the chat though. I'm sorry, but I mean, oh well, my eventually, god, the anybody... horror icons. Yeah, come on, man. We can't talk over that. We can't talk. <laughs> I, well, I just we've gotten we've gotten crucified for stopping and and, and starting uh, audio stuff, but I will say or videos. I, will I just say want that, it noted that she said that this is okay. It's I, I, you know, Danielle Harris, I got, you know, I got nothing against her. You know what I mean? But this is really probably one of the most self-involved episodes of like podcasting. Listen, for the it's record, really I didn't like, hate, I did not hate her first Halloween movie. She, yeah, she's, she's a good actress and she's great in, in state. Hey man, I love movie. the Rob Zombie ones. I love them in the, in their, when they're to get in their movie together. They're two yeah. Movies. So in this this whole episode of this podcast, they start off by saying, like, we had this negative experience happen. We actually recorded. This is our second attempt to record this podcast because I guess they got too emotional. I guess they're worrying about how this podcast will impact their careers going forward. Right. So they're like, because that's what this town is like the ultimate. They cancel you for, for anything. And so they talk about, though, it's like. Well, we didn't like our Uber driver because he smelled like cigarettes. And then they were pushing us off the red carpet too fast because Jamie Lee Curtis was arriving. So basically, the whole thing is they're treated like fans. See, and, I didn't hear the buildup. I just heard like that. I saw that article and I linked it to you that time. Yeah, yeah. So th this is what happened. So essentially, my opinion is they're mad because they were treated like normal people. Yes. Excited. We were so nervous, but we were so excited. So and we, we, went with, we went with the other yes. girls. I was like, if we all we go together, like yeah. we'll all go together. Heather, Amanda, Scout, and I, let's go together. Like and sorry, they're talking about, they see Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. at, at this after party. They've already watched the movie. I should also note, and I apologize again for interrupting. They've spent, at this point in the podcast, they have trashed Halloween ends. They And this they make, I think that's the best part of the whole podcast. They, they make all the same points that we made. They didn't like the movie. And then this is at the after party, I believe. All this yeah, happens this at is, an after yeah. party. Yeah. At yes. Yeah. Right. Like we'll all just do it. So power and numbers. And right? the all she's talking about, Heather Logan Camp or whatever her name is from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Some other lady and, and these two. Yeah. So we're like, this would be this is great. We can just knock it out. So I well, we walked up and um and one of the producers is there and who we knew and I was like, hey. Oh, good. You're standing here with your, you know, his wife and his kid. Probably Ryan Turek, right? It's like, great. Maybe if we get introduced through yes. one of the people that she already knows, it won't mm -hmm. be so awkward and weird for us. You know, if, if that producer could be like, hey, the, do you know Danielle Harris, Scout Compton? Did, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And um, whatever. I was like, hey, can you got to introduce us. You got to introduce us. Please, please, please. You know, fucking introduce us. And he was like, uh, uh, and I was like, oh, he's got his wife and his daughter. Maybe it's just like too much. Like, here's six people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. So he took his picture. She was very welcoming and lovely um, with them and took photos and left. And Because um, he's a producer. Now is, now is our chance. But her back was to us. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, I mean, she gave off this vibe like she totally didn't want to talk to anybody. But we proceeded nonetheless. So I went up to the yeah. photographer and I said, hey, would you would you get a picture of Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis? All of us. And he, that's when he was like, yeah, yeah, that would be epic. I was like, cool. So... So she's As already planning on ambushing Jamie Harris. She's doing a standing in behind her a selfie. I, I, right. I love like this is what we've done countless times. Yeah. Like at horror conventions yeah. in 1993. I'm not knocking them, but it is no. exactly. I mean, but I've done this. I, well, that's exactly what I was thinking is that this is horror convention type of story. And like, yes, yeah, she's not a red that. carpet story. Jamie Lee Curtis that night is a living legend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, whatever, you know. 
however you feel about the movies or anything, but like she yeah. definitely was, you know, yeah. and she's had, had a massive A list Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis. This is where it started. Yeah. And and now, yeah, this is essentially the end for the right. I mean, pretty much. And they're they're being very polite. Like, I mean, I, I kind of crashed a uh Linda Blair once at uh at a convention. And uh I was definitely had a couple pops in me and it was definitely la- but i kept it going like you know i didn't slow down today These guys are overthinking you. it i was I, drunk i was there I, I i was at that convention but i wasn't with brian i was covering it for a local newspaper right i'd go down and, and come back with a story and i was like on another floor of the it was like a it was like lobbies stacked on top of each other right so it was like you could look up and they had uh, vendors and all stars signing autographs and i could hear brian screaming at linda blair from like two floors below but it was very nice as she it turned, wasn't me. And then i was like okay now's my chance and i went up and and uh she shook, took out her hand and she said um uh, wait hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna back it up and then i'm gonna shut up i apologize i was like cool so as he i think he had said something to her about like we're gonna do this as she had turned and then i was like okay now's my chance and i went up and and well, wait a second we should probably point out now that we're like 45 minutes into this idiotic live stream daniel harris was in halloween what five six and the rob zombies i don't know if we or was really it four or five she was whatever four or five she's been four in four, five she's been in four of them right yes so that's that was the connection here and uh she shook, took out her hand and she said um uh she just said jamie lee curtis and she shook my hand and i said hi i'm danielle harris i um so i played and she was just like uh-huh 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 you know but like what's going on spit it out and i said i played um your daughter jamie well laurie strode's daughter jamie in the older halloween franchise and she goes i i i um i I don't, I don't remember exactly how it came out, but it was, I, yeah, I, I've never seen those movies. I, I, I don't watch those movies. And I was just, there was a moment where I thought, sure, I was exactly I've how it heard came this out. about her, but I'm waiting for her. Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis? Her. But, but, but I know, but honey, I know you. I haven't seen them, but I know you. Or, oh my God, I haven't seen them, but that's awesome. Or, or, or something. You know, and she just said, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't watch those movies. I've never seen those movies. I don't watch them. I don't know who you are. And I, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, and that was really like, I was just sort of like a deer in headlights. I just didn't know how to continue the conversation. Cause when you're sort of like cut off, how do you then say, well, can I continue to tell you how awesome I think you are? You know, it was just sort of like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay. Next. Who is, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know you. You know, it was like, yeah. And I, I didn't know what you weren't here. You couldn't hear me. I didn't know. I was, I was kind of waiting for my, after waiting you. your turn. Yeah. yeah. And I walked away and went over to the photographer dude. Like, and the other woman is Scott Taylor Compton who starred yeah. in zombies Halloween one and two. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, I don't know. Well, and then that's when the photographer got us all together. Yeah, he like immediately after your encounter, he got us all together. And the photographer sure, that you asked to do that. that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's clearly the photographer is the event photographer and he sees this is a train wreck. He's like, all right, everybody, all right, let's go like, get them together and take the picture. Can you put get, that get picture back up? Yeah. I don't know. I, the only thing I'll put it up in a second. I'm just worried that when I switch over to it, I don't know if that cuts the audio out. 
And I'm uh, mad. Is anybody telling anybody? What about all our fans say in the chat? Uh, what, yeah, what's going she, on? What are we doing? Yes, yeah, to him. That's yeah, what they're saying. I was, I, I didn't know what had happened, so I was like, oh yeah, she's like, she's busy. She's got, you know, but she's, she's got so much to do. I get it. She's like taking so much photos with everybody. I was like, okay, I'll just talk to her after this photo, like really fast, yeah. just like tell her how much I love her and like thank you and like I played you and like it's such an honor to like, you know, be able to play Lori Strode with you and whatever. Um, so whatever. when we took that photo, <laughs> I um, was so far away. You were so far away that the photographer was like. Danielle, scoot, scoot in. Scoot in. Because you were so far. I and was now just I frozen. understand. I was now I understand why you were so far. I was frozen. I didn't know what had happened. And I was, I just like got stuck in time. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just was not, I mean, I was just sad and I didn't know what had happened. And I just kept feeling like this is, she's going to say, I'm just kidding at any point. They're talking about just, it like it was the Challenger yeah, explosion in 1986. Like sort of I think they're reading into this too much. Standing there. We took the picture and then I just, I just walked away fast. It yeah, was like you were embarrassed. Gone. You were I was, gone. I was out. You were gone. And then I turned around and I saw you standing there waiting to talk to her. She was talking. Okay. This is my favorite part. After that disaster with uh, Daniel Harris and uh, look, just look at, See, I love the Look at her eyes. Yeah, look at the mouth. Look at how, how tight, like she's oh, faking the smudge, she's grinning through the smile. And the smile. other girl, ah. the other girl is Amanda something. She was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. She's the girl that flies yeah. up in from the bed. She was also she's the first oh. kid. off dead. Yes. Oh. Did you think she told Jamie Lee Curtis that, hey, I was in Better Off Dead. But here's the but, thing, like, Jamie Lee Curtis hasn't probably seen any Halloween movie. Why would I you think know? she's Awful. openly admitted like that kind of stuff. She's not, not a fan not of that. Not only genre. that, at this point of the evening, how many people do you think Jamie that's Lee what Curtis I was just, already yeah. had to meet? Yes. You know, for like just obligated to meet at this point at this event. Like she pushed this movie so much. I've never seen anyone market a movie. Like this is like, yeah. like she was out everywhere she, on every talk show. She's a noted kook, right? I mean, it's not like what her yeah. parents were, Tony Curtis and uh, the woman from Psycho, right? So come on, she was Listen, born crazy. I mean, you know, she probably had a, a huge payday. And part of the deal was, hey, you got to promote the hell out of it because she's only in the movie for 15 minutes, you know? Just I mean? like it's she was like, in the last one. At least she yeah. was in it, this one a little bit more than she yeah. was in the previous one. All right, so now at this point, and it's almost done. Scott, Scout Taylor Compton, I have to read that. She's talking about her encounter. Now she is up next with Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis. Into somebody else. And you were waiting and I was like, is she going to tap her on the shoulder? Oh God. Daniel Harris is going to save me. I did. I did. I was like, Scout, Scout. Oh, I didn't. Well, I can't I hear me. I know. I, I needed a job. I was like, I need to like say how much you mean to me. I and I'm not going to tell my, my story because I'm already getting emotional. <laughs> and this is what I was like trying not to do. Cause like in the last episode I cried and I'm, oh my God, fuck. <laughs> I'm such a cry baby. But yeah, it was equally as like yeah, it's disappointing and uh, yeah, it was just disappointing. It was like the same encounter, but me just saying that I played Laurie Strode. So unfortunately, it <laughs> I mean, listen, ah, come on, I don't want to pick. I mean, again, Daniel Harris was super cool. I, yeah. I, I like the movies. I don't. I admire. The I understand the disappointment. I do. That's well, what I'm saying. Watched, I do yeah, understand you your hero and it didn't live up to what you wanted it. That's yeah. I just like. <laughs> What did Jamie Lee Curtis say to the second one? Was she like, I know you less? <laughs> like, that's the only thing. It's Jamie like, Lee motherfucking Curtis. And again, oh. I, 
I guarantee you, Jimmy Lee Curtis didn't know where two kids that were there that night. You know what I mean? It was probably a whirlwind of everything going on. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I thought that was, hey, I mean, come on. Everyone's experienced that. Right? Hasn't everybody's experienced that? You mean, right? Everyone has a celebrity encounter where it kind of sucks, right? I know. Like, I'll, I'll share. I only have, like, well, I got the, the one that really hit me was when I was a little kid. I, I saw wrestling at the Westchester County Center in White Plains, New York. And uh, my who father was on had, the, who was on the card that night? My father. Well, I'm I'm telling the story. My father had. Uh, we waited outside for the wrestlers. We knew what entrance they'd come in. You could get their autographs. Tito Santana pulls up in a Peugeot, and he's got like an open collar dress shirt on with with like really nice like whatever Ralph Lauren slacks, and his shirt's open like down to here. He's carrying his Intercontinental belt at the time. Awesome. And and he and he walks past me, and I'm like, I'm a little kid, right? I was probably at most ten years old. I don't know if somebody. Google when he was inter intercontinental. That's about right. Yeah. So Tito Santana, nope, just walks right. He goes, no, no, no. And he just walks right by me. And I was like, I couldn't believe Tito. Next guy, Iron Mike Sharp, right? Remember him? He put the thing on. He's the bad guy. I'm just looking at him. I'm like, oh, he's not. Stops, give me my, gives me my autograph. Dude was awesome. Tito Santana, I'll never forgive you. But I saw him, I guess, 25, 30 years later, he was at Monster Mania. I don't know 90. if he still has it. Even my autograph. I was on WATP, or at least mentioned. For years, Tito Santana actually had a barbershop in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I don't know if he still has it. But uh, every, if you wanted to see Tito Santana every day. Tito Santana? I thought that was Pedro Morales. No, Tito Santana's no like the intercontinental guy at Ariba. That's the I guy have no saw. idea. The other guy, and this is more recent, I went, you guys might have met me there the, the, one of the days. I went down to the first New Jersey uh, horror film festival. I think yeah, it was. The one that now moved to Atlantic City, but right. this was in like yeah. a different spot in Jersey. It was in northern or central Jersey, depending on how you weirdos from Jersey define it. But Matthew Lillard, guy from Scream and Shaggy yeah. from Scooby Doo, they had him just. And you know, when you go to those horror conventions, like the big name celebrities, you can't even get near them anymore. They have a like you know sequestered. You know, got to wait online for sixteen hours. But this was a brand new convention. I don't think they knew what they were doing. Excuse me, I'm gassy. So they had Lillard just sitting out like in the vendor stuff. It was like you could buy, you know, a copy of like a 1975 Playboy or an Ilsa movie. And then like literally the next table was Matthew Lillard. It was, I waited, I, I went around a couple of times and, and it was, I, we, it was for this podcast. So actually yeah. this was, this was, I mean, within five years, say this was yeah from 2016 at some point. So I walk up to him and I have my uh, my phone and I'm like, hey, I, I do a podcast. Can I ask you a question or two? There's like nobody around. Nobody was asking for his autograph. Yeah, what do you say? And he starts going on like, uh, you know, he really wasn't into it. I don't really remember what he said. So I started to, I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. I start to walk away. And as I'm turning away, he starts to ask me like, well, what are podcasts? You know, isn't that just... Uh, you know, uh, quick hits and all this sound bites. He called it aren't podcasts, sound just sound bites. And like, just, you know, you already said no. Now you're, you're like, you're insulting the fact that I, you're insulting the whole medium of podcast. And then he didn't know what it was. So I was like, no, actually it's the opposite of that. There's in-depth kind of like, you never heard of like Mark Maron's podcast. You never heard of any of this. And we almost, it was got a little like weird, you know, but I uh, met him that night too. And he was, uh, he's kind of a not dick. friendly, not yeah. fr like, uh, but now also, I think I'm, I read it in one of 
He's been on a million podcasts and he has his own podcast. And it's it's not a verified source, but I believe he's one of the people because they said the screen people were pulling out of the last Monster Mania if they didn't get rid of uh, Gary Busey. And they said he made the phone call to the upper management to Monster Mania and said, you have to get rid of Gary Busey because he had some incidents that happened. At oh, that, mo- that last monster, the last monster mania. He, yeah. I think they pressed charges on him now. But I they mean, did, yeah. it was. I tell you something. I tell you something. I heard after uh, off mic because I get sued. A bunch of the stuff all over Facebook is because Matthew Lillard and the Screen Panel said they wouldn't stay any longer if they kept Gary Busey there. Yeah, fuck that guy. All right, John Russo was another jerk. I was doing like back in the day, even before the internet. I was for a newspaper covered a one of the horror conventions in New York City. I think it was. John Russo, who's a co-writer, right, or wrote the Night of the Living Dead with George Romero back in the day. Again, no one at his table not, wouldn't say, said, oh, you got to go, like, call somebody. You know, you gotta, and, like, you know, his daughter was, like, his publicist. And I was like, really, dude? I just want to ask you, like. If you just would have bought dirt from the, one, uh, from the, the cemetery, he would have talked your ear off. Yeah, so that was my those are my three bad celebrity experiences. I mean, Brian, you work with celebrities, so you probably have like some horror stories that you can't tell us. But well, I mean, there I, any like weird stuff that jumps out? Just it doesn't have to be work related. But I mean, I did work with one actor. It was a movie, Bitter Feast. I, Joshua Leonard. It's not like I he gets progressively beat up in the movie, and I'm not saying he was difficult. He didn't like the process, and it was He's from really the Blair tough. Witch. He's best known. He was one yes, of the stars of the Blair Witch, Witch yeah. project, and. uh it was trying. I mean, it was a very short shoot. It was a very demanding shoot. It, it was a lot like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. It wasn't, a, a, you know, a luxurious. It was a very small movie. And he, he could be a little bit, bit of a pain, uh, especially, you know, again, he didn't like the process. And he was a guy that was getting beat up the whole movie. So each look every day, it, it got worse. He, I no will Tony say at the end, and at the end of the movie, um, I can't tell my Tony Todd story, um, but uh, the it got like at the end of the movie, he did say, Hey, thanks. All that stuff helped me get into it. And he was much, he's been, you know, after when I've seen him since he's always been much cooler, but it really was like, Oh, this is really tough. This is really tough. Like, you know, and I do have actors that sit in chairs that are, you know, there was a woman, I did a movie years ago. With Bette Midler. First, no, it was one like Tova something. She's a big New York. Tova theater. Felcher. I worked yes. with her on a movie once. And she and was like, that's You're all not I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And like, she was very like, ah, you're not going to touch me. Cause I was there like a scary makeup. And Ida Mendes said the same thing. Like, Oh, cause they knew that I did scary makeup. And they're like, we're not sitting in your chair. They were joking. Ida Mendes. Is she from like, who's that? Yeah. The wicked girl. Dina oh. Menzel. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. See, I don't know what I'm, I don't know anyone's names, but yeah. So her, and uh, she said like, Oh, I'm not sitting in your chair either. Like, but the Tova, Tofa, Tova. Tova Felcher. She was like very like no no like oh, she was yeah I of, had to work with her. Was on she a in Lost in the Dust? Independent film. She's a big Broadway star. She's a big theater she's actor. Like a Law and Order. Oh. She was probably yeah. a judge. She was actually on The Walking Dead. She was the mayor of the oh, town. Yeah. yeah, of the comp. One of those. Yeah, when they those... first came to that big town, she was the mayor, and then I think she got killed like right at the end of the season. Yeah, Matt, like, have you ever had a celebrity spit on you or refuse to take um, a picture? There's one story I, I won't tell because it was like when I was working. There was another story that I actually feel bad about. Uh, and I'll share this one because it, it wasn't about work. Um, although it was, it was a rap party and like we were all drunk and we're downtown New York and like we're going outside to have a smoke and there's a restaurant next door and the window's open 
and there's Tom Noonan sitting in the window and me and the cameraman from this movie that we're at the rapper, we're like, holy shit, it's Tom Noonan. And like, we're both hammered. And we just go over to the window. We just, yo, Tom Noonan, what's up? Like, he's trying to have a meal. And he's like, oh, and he was really nice. He's like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? And all I wanted to do was ask him about Easy Money, the movie he made with, with Rodney Dangerfield. And apparently he had a terrible experience and you could tell he didn't want to talk about, but I was hammered and I just kept asking him and asking him about Easy Money. And like, even though he was still very nice, you could tell he was annoyed. And I just want to say, Tom Noonan, I am sorry. He was also great in Heat. Yeah. All right, so that's our that's our lame celebrity stories. I think I beat all you guys. My Tito Santana story. Well, I, know, I, I have to start tell, a poll. I, I could do a whole show on this, but I, you know, yeah, there is. You have stories a I just won't tell. I had Lou Ferrigno was a jerk. I could, I could at the bar. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, Lou yeah, Ferrigno I at the McKinney. bar. Well, you cut me off. Yeah. How'd I cut you off? You, you started get, talking I, about. All right. I don't right. know who Tofa. Well, that was one of my, you know, yeah. I was trying to give work stories and I was going to give convention stories, but you know, yeah, I got a couple of convention stories. David Carradine was a jerk to me and I gave it back to him. And then I said, you want to step outside? I know Kung Fu. Wasn't he, was drunk, he was drunk off. Yeah. I saw were. Brian James pull Charles Napier out of the bar because he took a swing at the bartender. It was the Brian bartender. James. Brian James. He was the guy in Blade Runner. He's he was the, 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 the other cop in uh, 48 hours that turns out to be one of the bad guys in another 48 yeah. hours. Oh, he was in Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner. yeah. Like he's if you looked at his guy. face, you'd know who he was immediately. And Charles Napier, I don't know if you know who Charles Napier was. Yeah, he's yeah, also, yeah. Blues Brothers, yeah, man. Yeah. Blues Brothers, and also he's the one of the security guys that gets killed in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, he got drunk and belligerent, and bartender cut him off, and he's got like really, really mad, and he took a swing, and luckily Brian James was there to pull him away and take him and take him back to his hotel room. Charles Napier sounds like a guy. I was a jerk way. to Peter Berg. He's a director now. And he was, uh, at the time, I was at a Ben Harper show and he was walking around. And uh, I remember he was he was on a Chicago Hope, but ER was bigger at the time. And I said, hey, you're on that other ER show. And he went, very funny. He got all like, uh, he might like, that's, uh, you know, oh, oh. And then I told him I loved him in Shocker. And then he's oh, like, we got yeah. some, uh, some responses here. Eve Anderson says, never meet your heroes. And yeah, Frank, exactly. And Frank Pellegrino says, "What? You're Westchester based?" Question mark. Uh, one of us. I've, we're me and Brian are from there, Mister Pellegrino. Somers, New York, originally. Brian's not going to add anything to that. Well, yeah, I mean, I live there now. I mean, you just said, you know, you there you go. One of us is there. Frank Pellegrino is the fiance of Chrissy Mayer. Okay. I think I just mispronounced her last name. But yeah, here's the thing. So you guys don't know. You guys don't know. Where, where, I was going to say Charles Napier. Yes. Would probably have a good time hanging out with Chad Zumach. Is what I'm going to say. Stand-up comic good Chad Zumach. Good transition. So like, yeah. So you guys, you're not Misery Loves Company fans. I discovered Misery Loves Company, Kevin Brennan's podcast during the pandemic here. And Chad was a guy on the podcast with him. He'd wear a captain's hat. And he was great with Brennan. You know, Brennan is like this force of nature, angry at everybody. That's his whole thing. And like just a funny, funny dude if you if you watch his stuff yeah. on YouTube. Now, Brennan has a falling out, I suppose, with anybody who's ever co-hosted his podcast with him. It always ends badly, you know. And so he had a falling out with Chad and it created like this stern, old school, stern level of feud, which just got me totally hooked on Misery Loves Company. 
And I've sort of tracked Chad since then. You know, he just had a stand-up special come out on Dry Bar Comedy. Something I think that's called, Dry Bar Comedy. Is that a and YouTube channel? It's interesting. Uh, what? Is that a YouTube channel? No, it's a website. I, it's based, I think, in Utah. I don't know if it's run by Mormons, but they, they produce these, you know, they finance these comedy specials, and there's like dozens of them on their website. But from what I understand is like you can't curse. It's got to all be kind of family-friendly. So I'm fascinated by the fact this guy, Chad, who you guys don't know, but we'll play some clips. He is real aggressive. You know, he's been, he's been arrested a bunch of times. You know, he, he well, got they have arrested. a big case. They, uh, credit card theft. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. had fraudulent use of a credit card. And wasn't you know, it over Zoom or something? Because I watched some of that stuff. Spears is all over the place. Yeah, he the once he he got arrested and then he had because of the pandemic all the court cases were on Zoom yeah. and there's a famous one although nobody ever taped it it was just where the guy ski mask yeah. right he's he, Chad has a feud with everybody that's why like you start like talking about Chad he had a feud with Kevin Brennan he has an ongoing feud with the ski mask collective and yes yeah, ski mask attended one of his yeah. Zoom court dates. So what and I, I don't know if what I think I he do, might have been wearing the ski mask. This, yeah. is, this is a guy, a podcaster, who did a basically Misery Loves Company wrap-up show. He's still doing it. He just started something called Sad Chad, where once a week he just goes after and roasts Chad. They're like they're like bitter enemies uh, at this point. Matt, did you have a question? Well, I was going to say I don't know much about Chad Zumach, but one of the only things like I did notice that I, I kind of admire the guy. I haven't seen his comedy. I don't know anything about his comedy, but like all these clips. He's always trying to out comedy some, he's making like a comedy challenge to some comics. Like I'll show up. I'll be the funniest guy in the room. Guaranteed. I'll be That's, the funniest guy there. Yeah. But, I, I, I do respect the fact like we, we, you know, we got roasted on uh, who are these podcasts once like lightly. Right. Cause we had, Chairman you know, Meow we, we, says he's a rabid dog. <laughs> who says that? Uh, Chairman Meow says he's a rabid dog. So, you know, I mean, Brian, you remember like we, we discovered because yeah. you know, we had we had said like, you know, we didn't we thought they sounded too much like regular radio and, and you know, stop making fun of Stuttering John. His, his podcast is sort of entertaining because it's a train wreck sort of. But uh, so they made fun of us. And I remember like being terrified because we did like a response saying like, oh, yeah, these guys, you know, they totally called us on our shit and were funny about it, you know. Uh, but I just remember being so nervous because then I'm looking I had only just. I only just kind of discovered who were these podcasts at that point. I didn't realize they had like a Reddit thing. I knew nothing about Dabblers Anonymous on Reddit. I was just sort of dipping my toes in it. This guy, Chad, just takes on everybody. Oh, Anthony Cumia and like the yeah. ONA pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick a war with all them and go out go at it nonstop. Uh, Kevin Brennan. Uh, now Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, who have like a, it's like anybody who has a massive, rabid fan base, this guy seems to pick a fight with, which I think is kind of entertaining. Stephen now, Lewis says, you better watch out or Chad might Jamie Lee Curtis you all real hard. <laughs> and why do I podcast says, oh, Chad. All right. So we've got, uh, yeah, now I'm nervous. These people are, are actually watching. But all right. So the, the clip that went around the world this week. Cause it, it takes it takes literally an hour to introduce just who Chad is. Uh, is he had this podcast like last Sunday? He he does a uh, a Patreon podcast, and I pay for it. I actually tried to pay more, but the way it was set up, I couldn't. But he responded to to Carl from Who Are These Podcasts because Carl roasted him uh, in an episode. So with all that being said, let me see if I can share the screen. 
and I'm sharing our own podcast, which is lame, but whatever. It's new to you guys. I like how it's new to Brian, and he's the co-host of the podcast. What's new to me? And by the way, I watched this. I looked like the other day at work. Okay, here we go. The difference between me and you, I was popular in high school, okay? I played sports. I was class clown, class cutest. I had that superlative. I will, I've always been around the cool kids. Your, that crew is not cool. I know it's your, your time to shine and you think you're part of the cool kids now. Chrissy Mayer, Alex Stein, and a fucking 63-year-old drunk Anthony Cumia who may or may not have choked Vinnie Brand's daughter. Okay, now I'll just say for the record here, there was more of that. I actually spliced two things together. He went on a slight tangent about how Cumia's court case how Kumia says it was basically eventually disposed and it was nothing, which every court case does, right? It's a plea bargain eventually. And he was claiming that his court case, same thing happened. It had like 20 plus cases of uh, fraudulent use of a credit card against him and it all got whittled down uh, to one thing. It's not, I don't know, it's not entirely accurate because you can look at the public record and it seems to me that he is on probation right now. He has to stay out of trouble for a certain amount of time or they could get him with the charges again. So anyway, but I cut that off because it was sort of a tangent like I'm going on right now. Your crew's not cool. And at this point, he's kind of talking to both Anthony and Carl up in Rochester. That's not a cool crew. You guys aren't the cool kids. And not one of you will approach me. Not one of you because you're all fucking keyboard warriors and dorks. Carl, I know you guys live in the little bubble, but you go around my crew, which is cool. Like going to New York, hanging out with Godfrey and Artie Fuquois, getting girls, and uh, that's cool. That's cool. This Friday, Boca, hanging out with Jim Brewer. That's fun. That's, Jim Brewer sucks. That's a good time, sold out show. That's, that's a cool crew. A couple months ago, hanging out with Brewer and Florentine in Naples. That was fun. That's a good crew. Rochester. Your boys, that's not a cool crew. You got so anyway, I, I just thought this was such a bizarre way for a comedian to go after a guy. I don't. Not only is it any... a bizarre way for a comedian to go after a guy, it's a bizarre way for a 47-year-old man to go after a guy to talk about back in high school, back in the day, 30 years ago. He's talking about like 1993, 1994. Yeah, don't like, most people, I'm, you bring up the I'm music from that era. I graduated in 93 when I did. That was a long-ass yeah. time ago. So I, I don't know. I find him endlessly fascinating. But what's kind of what I really don't like about the guy, though. And again, who am I to say anything about Chad Zumach? I'm a fat man in my basement doing a podcast, right? I totally get I'm a, I'm a nobody. I do respect the guy. He's a stand up comedian, right? He's a working comedian. He travels around Tampa, Florida, playing gigs all the time. So God bless him. Uh, you know, and I guess like people will say they're comparing him a lot to Stuttering John. Right now, that sort of thing, he's getting tagged as like the next Stuttering John. And I think like you got to admit, I mean, Stuttering John is not a stand-up comic. You know, you no. got to give Chad a point. I mean, he was on Kevin Brennan. He was good with Kevin Brennan. He is like mad, incredibly self-destructive. I don't know uh, enough about his, his stand-up comedy to, to judge one way or the other. He's famous for bombing at the Kevin Brennan roast. There was a Kevin, there was a Kevin Brennan roast, obviously. And it's on YouTube on uh, Misery Loves Company, the YouTube page. And he was, he was really nervous. His latest special, and maybe we'll skip around here, or his new special, which is on Dry Bar. Let me see if I can find the clip. Because, again, it's a, it's a company 
the thing that the, the people that finance this thing, you can't be edgy, right? It, this guy, I mean, he is, he's got arrest records. His whole thing is like, you know, he had a DWI, but he was cleared. He fights with everybody. It's a guy who takes on everybody. And he did the most vanilla stand up you could imagine. You can watch it with your family. And I just don't get what's like the business plan there. What's the end game? Why would you go on? So, like, how's that going to help you? That's not your audience. The people that are obviously, because I, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as a fan. The people that watch that type of comedy are not seeking out Chad Zumach. There's just no, no way. Matt is currently strangling his dog to death. Don't do yeah. that. You don't have to do that on camera. No, I'm not. She's, but she just wants attention. Here's the thing. There's the Ski Mask Collective, right? There's Ski Mask. Uh, and, and the guy, Stevie, who was just in here a second ago, they said this all. Like I said this like last week on a random podcast. They said it before me and better. And although for whatever reason... Maybe this he pod- wants to be Brian Regan. Maybe Who's Brian Regan? To- Brian Regan is like the number one uh, selling. Like he's like selling like Jim everywhere. Gaffigan. Yeah, he's like a Jim Gaffigan. Oh, oh, clean, right, right. Indian, right. The guy who does yeah. the stupid faces, right? Yeah, like but he's, yeah, but, but he's, like, not he's famous for being clean. Right. Yeah. So, but who are these podcasts? And Steel Toe mentioned this podcast, but really the Godfathers of all this, the experts at this, are Ski Mask. They 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 know Chad. And I guess they have this ongoing feud, which is going to be discussed more and more over the next couple of weeks. So let me see if I can find and locate. Sad chat. Okay. So this is going to be Ski Mask host, Jim Stansel, and Stevie Lou, Stephen Lewis, talking about this very fact. And I think it's Stevie Lou specifically who is like, why is this dude, this outlaw comedian, stuttering John quotes, doing a special like this? You guys should fart or something as I find it. What about this dry bar special that he's so fucking I, proud no, about? That he no, fucking, I'm not buying that. No. He's going to blow up. He's gonna... First of all, I would not look at these three guys. I would not fuck with these guys. Blow up big time. Cause like, okay, he says people, I got an email. Somehow I'm also on this motherfucker's mailing list. I got it. I got the email too. I got an email saying, Hey guys, listen, if you could spread the word about this special, there's a chance I could blow up because people blow up. Off of this I got sort it of too. Now, dry he bar, said, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even open the email, but that's what the email said. Name one person. First I'll, of all, open it. Blow, name one person that's blown up because of dry bar. First of all, what is Dry Bar? That's a Dry Bar. It's a dry comedy. It's, 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 it, no, no cursing. No one likes that. No cursing. Safe comedy. Blue comedy. Like oh, like that's what? brutal. Not, I got no, the email not, right here. You want to want to go yes, through it? Yes, please. Let's break down the email, and uh, if they include a phone number to the Dry Bar people, let's give them a call. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yes, the thing too. Like he, he's promoting this fucking non-aggressive comedy, and then he's fucking tagging the abused women hotline, trying to make that sort of joke. It's like you can't be both, Chad. You can't be fucking well, Gaffigan Gaff on one side and then try to be Richard Pryor on the other, man. You got to choose your lane. Are you really that confused this late in your career that you're not sure yet if you're going to be a comic or not, Chad? I've been in the fucking game for, what, six years now? And I can tell you, okay, I'm going to stick to dirty comedy and I'm not going to fucking try to get big on dry bar and then claim to be a punk rock comedian and try to be a badass. And then you sit there and fucking delete tweets and you take pot shots that aren't even funny at people right. who are funny. Hey, so, yeah. Boom, right? I thought um, that was really well-reasoned, you know, without, like, personally insulting the guy or anything like that. But, yeah, like, like that guy, Stevie Lou, crystallized my thoughts much more eloquently than, than I am able. 
So the other weird thing about Chad, go ahead, Matt. I was going to ask those clips that they played on who are these podcasts the other day of Chad Zumick stand-up special. Is that the one from Drybar? Yes, I believe it was, right? Yeah, in the Drybar special. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, the people of Walmart. And that's the other thing about Chad. I, I watched his special. I watched the whole thing. And, you know, this is a guy, again, he's got a criminal record of some kind, right? I'm not saying, you know, whatever. Things happen. People get into trouble. But even in the special, like the people of Walmart stuff, he puts himself above, like, the people of Walmart. You know, like, the comedy is kind of looking down his nose at them. And it's like... Why like, he's so there's like a weird egotistical thing as demonstrated yeah. by that high school stuff. And it kind of it's counterproductive to him trying to get laughs, at least as somebody who just sat there watching his special. The other like. And again, I you know, whatever he is, what he is, but he is obsessed with uh, Chrissy Mayer. It's I noticed weird. that it's I weird. Noticed that. Like, I, I mean, I don't know a ton about Chrissy Mayer. I like, know she's kind of popular that much. I know. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, she's unavoidable if you're on YouTube or Twitter and, and you, like, follow any type of comedy. She comes up. Right? I was, like, a couple of weeks ago, played, like, Friday the 13th the game until, like, 3 in the morning, was on YouTube. And she had a live stream going, you know, just click on uh, who's live. She had a live stream going, like, from her hotel room. Just talk, You know, she just got back from a gig. Like, I was like, oh, like, she really tries to connect with her fans. And I was like, Jesus Christ, the person's everywhere. You got to respect the work ethic, at least. Yeah, got to respect the hustle. Right, 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 yeah. You know... I don't know if I necessarily agree with her politics, but Chad, like, I mean, I know it started on the Kevin Brennan podcast. Kevin would bad mouth her a little bit. And then Chad says he just picked up on that. But it's been like, if you listen to his podcast, it's like every single episode extended attacks uh, of the woman. And to the point where he's that guy, I assume it was the guy, Frank Pellegrino, that you mentioned, attacking that guy, like bringing that guy. And I don't know, like, I I know whatever the random internet beefs are between all these people, there's all these different factions I know nothing about. But the Chad stuff, it seems creepy. And all I know is Chad says he can out comedy them all. But he's also he's also got a criminal record. Like I'm scared of the guy. Like you know what I mean. I'm watching what I say here. There's an unpredictability there, and plus his calls to Anthony Cumia that happened this week. It's a little it's a little intense. Uh, so, and yet Gino Bisconte still has a job. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk all about right, that. Sorry, guy. but here is all right. Who do I got here? I'm trying to find one thing here. Oh, it's Chad talking about, maybe this is it. He talks about like his idea of masculinity here, like what Chad thinks a man should do if someone's harassing your uh, fiance or girlfriend. And it's just straight up kind of creepy. Maybe this is it. I might've fucked this up. Just walk in with that. I was thinking about doing a disguise. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go full on ground. All right, so he's, there's, a, there's a show co- coming up where uh, Chrissy's going to be, and I believe... Her husband might have been the one organizing this whole show that's coming up in Florida. And they don't want him there, obviously, because the guy's been sort of semi-stalking her for two years now. Gotcha, but like or what could be behavior that could be perceived, perceived by some as. as stalking. Actually get prosthetics and yeah, just go in because they might have my photo all around. But here's the thing. Like, if I'm not causing a scene, if I'm not doing anything, you can't throw me out, can you? Yes. No, I, I, no. I like how that 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 guy got. Yeah, it's a private. Yeah, it's a private they, business. Of course, you can. They have the right. Maybe. They reserve the right to throw anybody out there. Want. 
the well, owner. Well, I know the GM, Krista. You do know? I, okay. I worked Did there. you talk to is it no, he, her? I have not talked to her. But here's May. this is the only reason why I might not go is because I don't want to put her in a position like that. Like, I didn't want to put side splitters in a bad position. Like, yeah, that's why you just call, call her. Yeah. I was like, I just want to watch the The mention there are side splitters. He had, he's got a beef with Burt Kreischer as well. I'm kind of on Chad's side with that. Burt Kreischer sucks. But I guess Burt Kreischer had a birthday party at one of these Florida comedy clubs and Chad was asked to leave. And he did a podcast where he got really emotional about it. Chad did. I want to watch the show. Thinking about coming. Would I be kicked out because they all hate me? Yeah. And it's just, they're scared. They're all bitches. All of them. Because if they were cool, they'd be like, yeah, come watch the show. If, if I was confident enough in my stand-up comedy and the attendance in the show, I'd be like, by all means, we'll put you on the comp list. By all means, come watch. I would show the fuck off instead of run scared like they're doing. They're just scared. They're just put because they stink at stand-up. It's Can not going to be a fun second? show. The show stinks. Yeah, and I will say, like, this isn't actually the clip I wanted to play. There's a clip where maybe it's later in this, and I well, just fucked Carl it up. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me just explain. I just wanted to say, like, what he starts to go into here, my point was he starts to go after Frank about how if Frank was a real man, he would confront me at this club. Like, just real, like, high school level. You know, I'm going to get into a fist fight. It's like, dude, a, a real man doesn't, like, attack a woman. I mean, is that, like misogynist to say or sexist to, I, like you don't you don't attack a woman every day for two years that should need an asterisk on a, on a podcast for god's sakes for all god's right go ahead matt sorry well i was gonna say carl from whoever these podcasts brought up a good point about all this uh when he brought up the the fact that that uh he wants to that chad wants to show up like if you're one of the cool kids why do you want to be where you don't think there are any cool kids at all why do you want to force your way into that party Right. And he's doing stuff like, I mean, I kind of get it because he's just, he's bitter and he's just kind of striking out at people, but he's calling like Kumi a racist. Well, yeah, you didn't know that before you went on the guy's show. I mean, come on, dude. Like it was all okay until it wasn't okay. All right. So here is Chrissy Mayer reacting to some of Chad's stuff. This was on that Steel Toe morning show. It's an hour interview. I recommend people go watch it. It's pretty good. Uh, and the Steel Toe guy, like some, person on Dabbler's Anonymous described him as like, he's a very aggressive young man, an old school radio type, you know, where it's like, he's obnoxious. And he is to a certain extent. He is definitely an old school broadcaster. But he did a really good interview with uh, Chrissy Mayer that I'll share right now. Kind of like regressing to yeah. like a, a childlike state. It's like This is her reacting to his high school comment. Like, oh, when was, oh, when was the last time I was crushing it? Oh, high school. Yeah, let's talk about that. He feels yeah. good um, there. Mm -hmm. But also... We're like psychologists <laughs> I know. Like, but yes, no, but I feel like I should have like a clipboard and a white coat. <laughs> right, but that's why, I, that's why I always enjoy these people. I was, oh, by the way, but that's the, the, the woman with the red hair. That's Chrissy. I was telling April this on the morning show because Chad was lashing out again this morning. The chat starts going, Chad's lashing out. You have to see this. So we went and watched it, and April goes... Don't you ever feel bad? And I said, no, I don't see him as a person. He's just see, a thing. that's like a woman thing. Like yeah. I, I say that every day. I'm like, I feel bad for him. And then I'll listen to something where he's like talking so much shit about me and right. Frank, and then I'll be like, all right, you know, he's, he's see still what you, at it. See mm. what you get for treating him as a human, though. He's it's it's like treating a viper like a human. Just the minute you turn around, it's going to bite you. So it just is, don't it treat is. it like a person. Like I said this morning, 
He's a shovel hanging up in my garage. I don't yell at my shovel. I don't get mad at my shovel. If my shovel does something stupid and funny, I laugh at my shovel. That's all Chad is. It truly must be a woman thing like Chrissy understands here. Like anytime I'll say I feel bad for any of our lol cows even a little bit just because I take pity on them. The whole chat is just full of men. Just don't, don't. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, I mean, let's be honest, right? What Chrissy said isn't wrong. Oh, people hate hot chicks, right? No, I mean, like, you know, it, it, there's, there's a mentality where, oh, somebody's successful and they're young, female, and pretty. It's like, well, it's because their looks. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what it comes down to. But to go on for two years like that is uh, sort of insane. But Chad has his defenders. Like I said, he was on uh, the Kevin Brennan podcast, Misery Loves Company, and they, they had a kind of a good uh, chemistry there. Spears, do you want to say anything about this? Or you're just like, man, I can't believe this dude. I mean, I mean, the only thing I know is from the Misery Loves Company, and I always thought he was more of the butt of the jokes of the, the episodes I saw. Yeah, what do you mean? Because yeah, I haven't listened in a while, and I'm kind of like, uh, there's so much content I've consumed. Yeah, I mean, as somebody it, like, so you're kind of new to this part. What was your impression of the 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 Chad, the Z Man then? Well, I mean, I thought he was kind of hacky, and they were all making fun of him for being kind of hacky. I mean, he wore the stupid captain's hat, and he was always I, I like, the, I like the captain's I mean, hat. I, I like to me, he thought like, I don't know. I guess I like an edgier comic but like a, not a comic that dresses up he always looked like he was dressed up with a hawaiian shirt he's wearing his own t-shirt in that dry bar special you know that like just douchey stuff i always thought he was the butt of the jokes they had him on like to be the goof of like when something got slower if he'd say something they'd just be like ah shut up like they were always picking on him so maybe yeah, there Brent. is some of that mentality like that comes off you know, and I mean, I just think, you know, like no one likes the guy and he just wants to be liked. But, you know, he's being a jerk about it rather than shut his mouth. He goes on to all these things. And I only see him from clips like yeah. now. Now I'm yeah. all like, I don't know, because I follow us. I get all these weird shows now. So I'm getting all these in my feeds now. So I'll listen. But a lot of it is like somebody else reacting to something that he does. So I don't ever get anything more than the, the the clips. Like, well, I mean, listen, guys, I've been working 17 hours a day the last three weeks. It's hard so to not, know whether what's up or down. So I'm yeah. not listening to the hour long show. I will listen to the 10 minute clipper they put up. And it's usually like people them. should. I mean, I, I kind of like Chad's podcast. I mean, he just shit talks uh, and he's he, I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know. His but hosts, here's the thing: I the people that hate him, I but, like more. You know what I mean? Or I listen. He's a to great more. villain. He's a great heel. And maybe that's like a, he's a good foil. Like, so I get it. Like, I just I find him annoying. Me, but that's you know. But I'm not in as deep as you are. Right. So this now is a Levy. The Reverend Bob Levy actually starts talking about Chad here, and it's great. It's like Levy. I mean, you know, of course we've known Levy. Levy kind of defended him. Well, yeah, and he kind of, in this, this was a, a, a past episode from, I think, earlier this month of Misery Loves Company, where Brennan brings him up, and Levy talks about how he was trying to counsel Chad, essentially. Although, since I screwed up that last, I could be completely wrong, and this could be just, I don't know, Bob Levy eating cream cheese blue out cheese? of someone's butt. Yeah, blue, blue cheese, cheese. Blue, blue cheese. cheese. I saw him do that once. He doesn't do that anymore. All right, here we go. If he wasn't, if he would just fucking calm the. Can you guys hear that? Yep. All right, good. So yeah, this is Brennan telling if Chad would just take it easy and not feel the need to respond to everybody, his life would be easier. Fuck down. Like he's not even. Kumi is not even like he's not even taking this personally. No. Where, where Chad is, you know, because Chad's like insecure. And if you don't know, if there's any like listeners audio only who listen to us for our takes on 
Marvel. Uh, Chad's at war with Anthony Cumia. Security guys, thin skin, just like Bill Schultz. And Chad, you know, we all know Chad's backstory. We don't know Bill Schultz as well, but Chad's backstory is pretty bad. Like <clears throat> he had a fucking stepdad who used to fucking, you know, his dad bailed. And then his stepdad used to fucking beat him whenever he would do a bad impression. And what? Uh, <laughs> what? No. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I love Kevin Brennan. I don't know what I don't know what you'd have to do. Chad said his stepdad would like beat him at breakfast. I'm like, what what did you what do you do by that early in the day? Your stepdad's already fucking beating you. So but anyway, so Chad's like damaged goods, but it's like but I'm saying like these guys who have who who like these Peter Pan, I hate to call it Peter Pan because it sounds so gay, but but it's just like the the Peter Pan uh guys who have like no who are just like grown ups, but they're not men, you know? Like Gino's not a man. He's just like he's just goes a back to Gino. boy, but he'll say he's a man because he's Italian. Happy Columbus Day, by the way. And also, uh, but then you got you get all these guys, Bill Schultz, uh uh um Chad, they're all like they no kids, no wife, no nothing, and they just they sit around with their Twitter. They get mad, they start tweeting out. It's like you're not going to win against Kumia on Twitter because first of all, Kumia is fun even on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then he's got more fans, and he just he's just and Chad knows he can't win, but he's like, I don't give a fuck. Then why are you I doing ba- it? I basically said to him, Look, here's what you say if you want to make up, just hit him up and say, Look, man. I'm sorry. I fucked up. I shouldn't have got mad. I get mad. I, I, I was stupid. Fucking uh, let's just end this. I, I want to end this and just fucking, you know, go on from there. And that's kind of this. And Anthony's the kind of guy that would be like, yeah, OK, whatever. Also, it- also, also, Bob, you know, as well as anybody that like if Chad came up to New York and went on Kumia, it would be like a really funny show. Oh, yeah. So Kumia is aware of that, too. Kumia is like. Yeah, you could be a dick, but like, you could still do my show because he he knows it would be funny, you know. Yeah. I feel like him, if Bill, said, it would hurt. be like if Bill Schultz did my show. It's it would be yeah. awkward, but it'd be entertaining, you know. Yeah, I go, who are you hurting but yourself? Who are you yeah. hurting but yourself? Explain to me who you who you know what I mean. You're hurting yourself. You're not hurting Anthony. You're never gonna hurt. You're just hurting yourself. I go, I've done stupid shit. I know. Get over it. You know. Move on. Realize that, okay, this was stupid. This is hurting me. I mean, if you're getting life advice from Levy, that says something. But but anyway, I I just thought, I thought that last clip was was awesome with uh, with Levy bringing it around like that. I, lo- I love how Levy has become, you know. Levy's he, become this elder statesman. He's like he's a had this resur- He's got the... He's had this resurgence, yeah. right? Because I think he, he's more popular now, and I'd, I'd, I'd swear he's funnier now than he than he was on yeah, the Stern show back is. in the day. And, and I know yeah, he's so Rico renowned, show. and that probably has a lot to do with it. Right. Like, good for Levy, man. Good for Levy. Yeah, it is It is totally awesome. And to see him, and him and Brennan together, I think it's great. I, I love that there's like old man comedy, right? Because I'm 48, and we need that. So that was really it. The only other thing that I had was uh, I saw this, I don't know, a week or two ago, and I don't even know if I actually pulled it. But, oh no, I did. Uh, what the hell was that? Did somebody just die? That's my dog snoring, actually. So, uh, Iraq, right? Now I came across this. This is how dumb I am, because I'm, I'm sort of like dipping my toe in this world. 
I thought E-Rock, I'm like, oh yeah, it's the former uh, ONA guy. You know, he was like the ONA producer yeah. forever. I didn't even know. I get, he's at Compound Media. I had no idea. I guess he's got his own show. I had no idea. I apologize. He was with the Jim and Sam show for a while and then he quit. And I, th- I guess now he, oh. he quit because he moved over to to to, uh, to Kumio. But he started with, with Kumio on the ONA show. So he, he did a live stream on October 12th called... Uh, Actually, it might have been called something else. But if you go to It's Eric Nagel, it was endlessly fascinating. It was like a two-hour live stream where he just went through, he went through some O&A stuff from their, like, NEW days. He mentioned, I don't know, Matt, did you listen to O&A back in the day when they were in New York? Okay. Do you remember Spaz? From, like, the very beginning. I was about to say, like, the reason I was an O&A fan, like, and I was hooked immediately. They must have been on the air for about a month at that point, and they had this intern named Spaz and they would always get him and this was like the height of the the shock jock era they would always get him to do this dumb stuff and I think he was engaged at the time and they had a, either it was a porn star or like some hooker they just pulled off the street and they made a bet with him like all right she's gonna orally pleasure you in the bathroom and you have 10 minutes to finish or you know you're gonna you know we're, we got a bet that you can't do it in under 10 minutes and like he went into the bathroom with the strong and they put a mic to the door and like you heard everything. 102.7 drive time. Yeah. And I had never heard anything like this before. That on, piece on, of like shit. It's as he, good as anything Stern ever did. It was amazing. And like from that moment on, I was hooked on ONA. He went to college with me. We were in the same uh, journalism really? classes. Kevin Martin, wacko. Wacko, piece of shit. Would grab girls' boobs. It's just like a, just a, the creep of creeps. And you know, you know what happened to him? He, he became a New York City police officer. Did he? And he's been indicted for like evidence tampering. He's got a whole brutality. I can't like, it just blows my mind that this guy passed the psych test to become NYPD. That guy was like, just like that. That was no act. He was a, a creep, like not like in a Chad kind of funny endearing sort of way, just like even, even, even yeah. further. And it was criminal. like a but big anyway. fallout with the, with the fiance after that, like his yeah, like kind her of weirdness, family was but... calling in immediately. Like her brother called in like while this was going on. May he rot in was... hell. All right. So anyway, E-Rock did a whole show. He touched upon that a little bit, but the, the purpose of the show is to talk about, I guess, cause I'm out of the New York area, but Brian and, and I guess maybe Matt 92, three is no longer a rock station in New York. I guess it just recently flipped and it's just, 10, 10 I have wins. No idea. I haven't listened. Yeah. I haven't listened to radio in years. Jim so and Sam talked know. about it the other day. That's the only reason I know about it. But it's like is, our childhood just ripped out of our hearts. But but 923 has been dead for a long time. Like yeah, it, it ended dead. with Stern. Yeah. And then they changed formats. They went to an all talk format for, for they tried well, to you do that. Seek out this guy's podcast that he did on October 12th because he talks about all like the in what it was like to be there when all that was going on. But he also had this, uh, he went on, I love this guy because he went on like this really passionate speech about, you know, I know what it's like to be in a dying industry. I'll just say that myself, you know? And so he's in regular radio. He's talking about what they can do to save it. And I just want, at the end of it, I was ready to, to run guns for E-Rock. So that's that. Let me just share the page. I'll do a stuttering, John. Everybody leaves for podcasting. If you want personality programming, why everybody's on Spotify or Apple Music 
Nobody's on Pandora. You can say what you want about Pandora. Sirius wasted a ton of money buying that thing because if you, I, 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 I'm a Pandora guy, and I had a pink Zoom before I got any type of. Uh, I guess I'm always on the wrong side. Look at the, the statistics and everything. Pandora is nowhere near where Spotify and Apple Music are right now. Spotify is making big strides with big programming. You know, they bought Joe Rogan. They bought uh, what's her name for uh, Call Her Daddy is doing he was on it was on barstool now it's on spotify she's doing gangbusters for them people are just spending money on uh expensive celebrity programming millions of dollars and in some aspects it works and it makes sense a lot of aspects just because you're a celebrity and you have some audience that'll come to it doesn't make it a good show and they that's all they care about they don't want to do the work they don't want to own properties anymore they want to buy into what was already successful so they can put ads on your programming and then they make money off the ads on your programming while paying you it's like we'll pay you like three million dollars um a year to have your show if you let us do the ads and the distribution okay great so if they're spending three million dollars on you they're making at least ten or more based on the ads so that's where it's all going right now all the good programs are doing it themselves they're doing it through patreon they're doing it through other things that are not radio unfortunately they're doing it through uh, like Spotify. Oh, by the way, thanks to Why Do I Podcast, gave this podcast 10 bucks. I did that buy me a coffee thing and, and begged for a couple of bucks on uh, on YouTube. And, and one guy gave 10 bucks. Thank you. Buy has been pretty good with their podcast stuff. Uh, iHeart is mostly celebrity stuff now, and you don't really hear local things. I'm not local things, but um, radio people's podcast really getting pushed or comedians' podcast being pushed unless they're super famous. But, uh, you know, this is never, there's been a time now where, or we're in a time now, I should say, where radio could really, it, it, it's bleeding. People have been saying radio has been dead for years, and you might think programming wise, but the, look, the stats, the sales, the numbers, all that, the statistics, the analytics, radio was doing really good, especially during the pandemic. Radio had a bit of a resurgence. But they're not investing in, in talent. They're not investing in personalities, their own. It used to be a network wanted to develop everything in-house so that they had ownership and control over it. It had to be owned by NBC. It had to be owned by CBS. It had to be owned by ABC. Infinity Broadcasting, Clear Channel, we, it all has to be owned and in-house. They don't do that anymore. They'll spend $150 million on Conan O'Brien, which is great. I love Conan, and I love Conan's podcast. But then they don't give a shit about the rest of the channels that they have on Sirius, and a lot of their programming goes by the wayside. They just don't care because you're not the big deal. You're not the big celebrity that they want to pay attention to. A lot of this industry is star-fucking. It is. So I'll stop it right there. I just I thought what he was I just love how he's also like – he looks exhausted <laughs> – he always looked like that, though. He, Does he? When he was on Jim and Sam, which wasn't that long ago, he looked exhausted. I feel like I identify with this guy. Which is part of the reason I assumed he left, because I'm like, wow, that guy's exhausted. He just looks like he's a beaten down. I totally get it. Spears, so we should check in just one last thing. Are you still listening to Stern? Has Stern done anything like remotely watchable in the last couple of weeks at all? I mean, listen, uh, you know, I'm going to be the guy that gets all the bad comments. I mean, there's something every day that I laugh at. But I mean, it's not, no, it's not the same show, but I'm still going to listen. And there's still moments that I laugh at, you know, as long as he, I don't care if he hits certain members of the staff, I'll listen. 
you know, and I'll go back and listen to make sure I listen to that uh, part. You know, I don't really care about the interviews once in a blue moon. I mean, listen, they did a 40 minute talk on the Terrifier too this week. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Was that like, was that like subtle product placement, like advertising? I mean, it was Richard I was talking said, about it and Richard. Say again, I, you talked over me. What'd you say? Well, it was Richard uh, talking about the movie that he saw and told Howard he has to see it. And Howard goofed on the movie, you know, like because of how graphic, um, you know, but Richard was talking about it and, it and it was more about his exuberance of Halloween time and how he saw this movie. He did admit he was an investor, uh, you know, for twenty five dollars on when they did a crowd a fundraise, a crowd, whatever fundraising thing. And, to make uh, the movie, to make the sequel to make Terrifier 2. To make the movie originally. So okay. then they were saying that, you know, he should be able to now collect that money. So they were goofing on it and laughing on it and giving a scenario. And they went and talked about horror movies. And it had nothing to do with the horror. I mean, once in a blue moon, they'll talk music or movies. I find that stuff fascinating. If When Howard, like, like becomes Howard doesn't human. have to fight anyone anymore. So he's not as funny. And I don't like bits. I never liked his bits. I never liked when he did sexy stuff with women, which has now been replaced with more, you know, it's more man on man stuff because that seems to be funnier and safer that's, in this world. Yeah, that's the, and, and that's again, a crazy I, to each yeah. his own. It doesn't bother me, but I never liked any of like the stern sex stuff. You I get annoyed by all the vacation time. What was that? You get annoyed by all the vacation. I time. mean, listen, guys, I mean, so I mean. The guy deserves the vacation. vacation. He's been doing it that long. Then don't just listen. Got off of a That's two week thing. Say. I mean, listen, the guy's he, he deserves his vacation. I'll say that. I don't like he still no. wants to do it. No, but here's the thing. I also will go to YouTube and listen to Jackie days all the time. I'll listen yeah. to them putting out the jetty every day. I'll listen to stuttering John. Well, Gorillo and 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 Ganji out of his apartment. I'll go back and listen to that stuff. I will. I still listen. Listen, he's got Bruce Springsteen. I'm interested in hearing Bruce Springsteen talk. Listen, eleven o'clock tonight. I'm going to turn on a Roku channel called The B Zone, and he's going to be playing an episode of the Channel Nine show. I do that oh, every yeah. Saturday I, night. I have that, but I always miss it. So it's The B Zone on Roku at what time? Yes, at eleven o'clock, just like you used to do on the Channel Eleven. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. All right, I got to check that out. Uh, I mean, the thing about Bruce Springsteen, though, he's not even Bruce Springsteen anymore. I know, he's, but he's, I just he's turned, he does it. the Bob villain, the Bob Dylan voice now, and and, and all that. But what? Oh, our, just hey, listen, a great. We wait, talked great... about earlier. We shouldn't meet our heroes. So, like, you know, I, I mean, I get it. They're all like it's fading, but I'm just a creature of habit, and for me, it's all about, you know, it's my drive-in, and uh, you know, passes my time. The uh, Spears got beat up because a couple of, you know, he said he's still a, a Stern fan. And like one person said something, Brian's like, mm, well, well, I mean, because still... I think, you know, screw you, you know, well, you know, I can listen. The uh, one great thing, one of many great things about the whole dabbler stuff that's been going on now is that there has been a complete resurgence on YouTube of all the old stuttering John, yeah. all that, that era, not just John, because everyone's trying to whatever, make him look bad. And and listen, it's, just, he was it's great to go back, back and. Then. He was way better back then. But again, right. you know, he, he it's, was it's always been rating all this speak. stuff we listen to. You could turn it off and listen to whatever you want. That's all I'm going to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's it. I did go back and check the chat. I guess people bailed. Out. Still 13 people watching. <laughs> Welcome to this uh, episode of poor man's W.A.T.P. Poor man's ski mask. And I can't stress that enough. Like if you want like Chad drama. Ski Mask Collective is definitely the way to go. Uh, I guess next week, I mean, one thing that I want to do 
cover Gino Bisconti next week. Maybe maybe we can do it next. Uh, watch. Uh, threw me off there watch one too many which is available on amazon and let, we should do a serious review of the movie like break it down plot wise uh, and do what we you know that's which, which is in our wheelhouse which is what we've been doing badly since 2016 i need to see it so i bought the and, movie you did well, DVD? Man, it's on amazon I'm, i you know i want to be a did part you get a physical podcast. copy of it no i have a okay. i bought it on amazon for nine you know i instead oh, of renting gotcha. it I was going to say, because I believe it's on eBay for like six bucks. And I think I read that there's a director's commentary on the DVD oh, wow. with okay. Stuttering John, which okay. must be great. So I was thinking about getting that somehow. Yeah, I, I couldn't but, own it. I Well, a physical copy. I, but I figured I didn't know when we would talk about that movie. I know you addressed it earlier in a chat. So I was like, you know what? I probably wasn't going to watch it this weekend. So it'll be one of those things. I'll get up in the morning and watch, you know, a little bit at a time. Because I'm like really excited to watch. Yeah, it is like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Why do I podcast? And Dabblers Unanimous had an online watch party on YouTube where people were commenting and, and they were commenting together on it. And it is, it's great. The movie's great. It's everything you would expect a Stuttering John movie to be. So I'm saving my money for the light and dark uh, box set. <laughs> they should maybe they'll package them together. Google light and dark. 